Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want you to feel confident in raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm Joshua Humba, the children's pastor at Oak Creek Assembly of God and the father of now three wonderful kids with my wife, Stephanie. In this episode, we interview John and Stephanie Sosa on how in the world they raised three perfect daughters. And to help you feel like you got this. Hey, welcome back to the Confident Parent Podcast. Now, this episode is part two of our interview with John and Stephanie Sosa on how to raise perfect daughters. So if you have not listened to part one or you just want to get refreshed on it and hear part one again, please go ahead, go back and watch or really listen to that first episode. They have some really great things to say. And in this episode, they're going to talk about uh, responsibility with their girls, sleepovers, um, how they got involved with the church even more, and just some really great practical things. And so to that, enjoy. Incredible. This is so good. I'm so grateful that you guys are sharing this stuff. Um, you know, you talk about like letting your kids have buy-in and like mm-hmm. be a part of the conversations and showing them this stuff. What is the balance? What, how have you found the balance in giving them freedom and choices mm-hmm. and also the consequences that may come with those choices? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also being like, no, I'm mom and dad <laughs> and knowing yeah. when to step in. Yeah. Yeah, How have you navigated that? You know, I, I don't know if this fits in, but we talked about um, for uh, cars when they got their license. Mm-hmm. Because that's a big, you know, a big investment for us and invest or a responsibility for them mm-hmm. in terms of. Um, so we had made the decision that goes, you will learn how to drive right when you're 60 when you're allowed legally you will go buy to. milk <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah we need somebody to go to the store for go us. pick up your sister <laughs> yeah so it wasn't entirely on selfish reasons we we, yeah. we just wanted them to um to learn responsibilities early mm-hmm. and understand the um you know the responsibility of, of taking a, a vehicle mm-hmm. a, a heavy duty equipment and driving down the road yeah so we we, yeah. we taught them that we 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 you know the instructional piece and how to drive and you know and you know I had to read the book too to learn remember what <laughs> what's legally right but um what we wanted them to you know teach them responsibility on and in terms of driving and uh and also take some risks so we have um the cottage up north and and we would we have a boat and what I want them to sometimes I say take the wheel I want you to drive it and and park it mm-hmm. and you know that's a little different uh, experience navigating a boat. Yeah. But at first they hesitate. Oh, I don't want to do that. No, you're gonna you're gonna learn because mm-hmm. you're gonna have to ski someone. And so, <laughs> and so they uh, they've learned that. You know, one is more aggressive than the other. Yeah. But uh, you know we're there. We're gonna you know we're gonna help them get through that. How yeah. to navigate the boat and, and and park it and and those are just examples of how. One thing I, I, there's in my life, you know, as growing up, you know, I'm an introvert by nature and I, there are a lot of fears that growing up as a kid, I had fears, fears of, and, and still overcoming certain fears. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to, to, um, that influence be part of their life. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, we're, we are trying to get those limits off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had experiences greater than, than we have. Mm-hmm. They're, they're experiencing things that uh, that I wouldn't have experienced and yeah. and so um, I'm trying we are I guess trying to 
prevent us from that fear to influence their life, but also give them a, a chance to take some risks, uh, but in, in a biblical uh, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when we just started talking a little bit about what we're going to talk about, there's something interesting that you mentioned that you didn't let them sleep over at friends' houses. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is, you know, even in the adult world, mm-hmm. there's a saying that you are like the compilation of the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So who do you want to be? Yeah. You know, who do you look yeah. up to? Who do you want to emulate? Mm-hmm. And so we look at that. Who are we spending time with? Who are we, um, you know, hanging out with? Or what are we watching? What are we listening to? And um, we had just made a decision that they could stay at my parents' house. Um, you know, his parents are a little older, um, but my parents were a great help to us with picking up, dropping off. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, if we went on the retreat for church, we would, you know, have them stay there. But we just know that there's so much out in the world that different parents have different um, restrictions. Mm-hmm. You know, some parents have alcohol in the house and it's like right in the basement and it's accessible to the kids or different channels on the television are available, mm-hmm. our movies and, you know, the um, foul language. And so we just, you know, said we don't want someone else to have that control. And, you know, I know like growing up when I would go to sleepovers, there were, you know, Ouija boards, witchcraft, different bizarre mm-hmm. things that kids do that they don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. And you just don't want to open that door. Mm-hmm. And so we would always talk to the kids about, you know, this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what this other family does. And so we would just use different situations. You know, if we had a family member or a friend that, you know, was doing something that was not biblical, mm-hmm. um, you know, no judgment, but this is what the Bible says mm-hmm. about this situation. And this is how our family believes. So really instilling the the morals and values, yeah. um, you know, from, from Jesus that we wanted mm-hmm. them to know, but just knowing that, you know, there's pornography in other homes and mm-hmm. just, you know, like I said, the, um, di- different yeah. language, different materials, you know, alcohol, different things, or, you know, if people were smoking in a house. And, um, so we just didn't know who has access to the house, who's there. And, um, so we just wanted to be protective. Now our kids would tell us that, oh, we lead such a sheltered life. You know, we don't know about this movie or we don't know what this saying is, but now that they're older, you know, especially with the two in, um, college, they'll come to us and say, wow, thank you. You know, Hmm. we really, you know, yes, we're in maybe a Christian bubble, yeah. but we know what's right. And we, we weren't exposed to all that other yuck mm-hmm. and we didn't need to have that. And so just, you know, focusing on their friends, what they're watching, what they're listening to. I mean, we had brought them to Christian school early in early years and I would have a 45 minute drive with them. And so we were praise and worship the whole way mm. to and from, um, you know. What grades were they in Christian school? Yeah, so Amanda was um, 4K, and then she graduated from Heritage. Mm-hmm. There was a time for about a year and a half when uh, the real estate market totally crashed, <laughs> when I kind of didn't really have a job for a while. Yeah, And so we had put them in public school for that time. Um, and then we were blessed, and we were able to bring them back there. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie was in from uh, 4K through seventh grade and we had decided for different reasons to homeschool her Mm. um and so she was homeschooled half of seventh grade and then on 
Her freshman year, she went into Muskego and she was on the swim team. Mm. Um, So she went for two classes and then was able to be in the um, school sport. And then junior and senior year, she went full time. Mm. And then um, I know one of your questions was asking about schools and decision making. So um, with Abigail, um, once Amanda had graduated, um, you know, Abby looking at, you know, her freshman year, we asked, do you want to make a change and go where Natalie is? And, you know, just thinking about logistics and cars and the AP class offerings and Mm -hmm. the band, you know, the the band she was in was about 13 people. And now she's in the top band of 400 kids at at Muskego Band. And so she has marching and all these opportunities. Um, And so she did not want to do it. She did not want to change. So sophomore year came around and we asked her again. Uh-huh. And we prayed on it and she knew, you know, we talked about, you can be a witness, you can be a light in a place of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we knew that she was rooted enough. So she went to winter retreat seeking yeah. the answer wow. and she got yeah. confirmation wow. after confirmation. She got a word from the she Lord. Had, this is why you have perfect daughters. <laughs> <laughs> she had, you know, pastor Steve had prepared an amazing message um and and that spoke to her and then one of the other youth leaders who did not know anything about Mm -hmm. what we were deciding came and and spoke to her and just you know prayed a word over her that she would be able to to share and speak and so she sophomore year started going to muskego yeah um and we quickly learned that having her take the bus in the morning was not a safe space. Mm. Um, at at six fifty in the morning, you would think that kids would just be sleeping or listening to their music, and they were, you know, cussing like truckers and talking about sex like on the bus. And I mean, it's a fifteen minute ride, but it just was too much for her to take in. Yeah. And so John graciously, you know, drove her yeah. um, until she got her license. So <laughs> I think it was like a year, year and a half yeah. that you drove her, but. Um, she this past year she petitioned the Muskego School Board and she got permission to have a Christian club on campus. Yeah. And so Pastor Steve and some other local area pastors yeah. rotate out and every Tuesday, um, she's got a is it an Insta page that she has? I don't know. I do Facebook. <laughs> but so she has an Instagram page with I think like 130 followers. Wow. She on average will have between like four and eight people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they bring pizza and they bring the word. Yeah. And so every week then after the message, she will get on Insta and she'll do kind of a recap. Yeah. And so she's teaching. Um it's just, so it's really cool. We knew that, um, yeah. we knew that that had been starting at Muskego and, yeah. and have been, as a staff, we pray for that. Yeah. You know, we're excited for that. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting too, that all three girls had different schooling experiences mm-hmm. yeah. that each one right. kind of had to determine right. yep. where's each one at. And there were different, mm-hmm. different places, different times, mm-hmm. different yeah. occasions and stuff. And I think that's true. Like <clears throat> even with their sport, their vocation, mm-hmm. you know, you want to find their bent I don't want to do this just because my older sibling did. I don't want to do, you know, mm-hmm. so they don't all want to do the same thing. And so we had to figure out what's their activity and what's best for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for Amanda, it was basketball and then cross country and then the church musicals. For um, Natalie, it was swimming and that was all year round yeah. swim club, yeah. um, you know, and so we would, we did a lot of driving and um, <laughs> a lot of praying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And then for Abby, you know, she did soccer and then tennis, uh, but we limited it to one thing so mm-hmm. that they weren't too scattered. They need 
downtime. They need time to do their daily devos. Um, and, 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 and be involved in church. Yeah. Those yeah. Are, so there's, there's two things from that. There's so much I want to just I could take your brains out and get it all. Yeah. Uh, there's something you chose one activity, mm-hmm. right? How did you make that decision? You know, instead well, there's of just three of them, them. Yeah. right? Yeah, and <laughs> and I think um, you mean in terms of versus multiple multiple things, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the capacity we can only we can mm-hmm. only do so much, mm-hmm. and um, we were just thinking about how much we were both working, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and uh, relying on others to pick up your kids mm-hmm. and do this and and that, and and I think it was just the balance, uh, you know, the the we find that they, they start something and then they lose interest and then you start something else. And um, I, I think it's just praying a lot before you make that decision, mm-hmm. have a piece about it. Yeah. Um, and discovering what they're, you mentioned the word bent, what mm-hmm. what really the, the, the direction they want to go. You know, mm-hmm. Amanda, she liked the run, uh, the cross country. That was her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Nally could not run. Her feet, she would, mm-hmm. her legs would get sore. Mm-hmm. We tried that; it didn't work. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a runner, so I was mm-hmm. trying to push her. Yeah. And I said, "This is not going to work." We put her in the water. She's a fish, <laughs> and she's doing swim lessons right she, now. She's actually <laughs> my kids how to swim. And if you need a swim, swim teacher, highly recommend her. She's so she loves horrible. it. Yeah, she loves that, and she could just. We were in Florida, and we had mm-hmm. you know, the pool, and she was just sitting in the bottom of the pool, just. I, I, when are you coming up? Yeah. <laughs> just, she just loved the water. Hmm. And and mm-hmm. for Abby, you know, Abby does a lot of things. She's uh, eager to, to, to experience, experience other things. Mm-hmm. I think tennis is one that mm-hmm. she, she's enjoying yeah. doing. She's taking tennis lessons right now. And cool. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about you really push church, right? Mm-hmm. Really emphasize and focus on church. That was a priority mm-hmm. for your family. What about at home? I mean, how did mm-hmm. you... This is a thing that we talk about is modeling your faith and talking about Jesus mm-hmm. often. I mean, you've talked about it without even, mm-hmm. you know, really knowing that. How at home did you model your faith for your kids? Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about the finances. You talked about it with them and mm-hmm. the blessing of the Lord. And But what are some ways that you modeled at home for them? Well, at a young age, we started out with the little girls' devos. Yeah. You know, so we would have a book. And, you know, before dinner, we would go through those. Okay. Um, but I think primarily, you know, they would catch us praying, but primarily John, they'd get up early and John, you know, had his prayer closet and he'd be speaking in tongues. He'd be praying. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they would see him, you know, he would model, you know, as the head of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to expand on that. Well, um, you know, just doing that, you know, spending time Mm -hmm. with God. I, Mm -hmm. uh, I was always an early riser. And so by nature, you know, I just would go and, and read and, um, you don't realize that your kids are watching you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How much influence you have mm-hmm. uh, on that. And somebody said the definition of a leader is someone who has influence. Mm. It's a simple definition. Yeah. Know, someone that can influence. And uh, going back to, you know, watching my mom and seeing the power of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, there's a scripture that Jesus, if it's a Sadducees, he talks about, uh, you do err, you greatly err because you know not the scriptures mm-hmm. nor the power of God. Mm. And we can make a lot of mistakes when we don't know the power of God nor the scriptures. Yeah. You know, there's something that, uh, and you know, we have, God's given these kids to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I got mm-hmm. saved, 
it was always my dream, desire to have a family. Mm. You know, you learn things in the Bible. You see what God did with families. And that was always a dream of mine, a desire to have a family. Yeah. And uh, and so we have this chance. And mm-hmm. we're trying to influence them and have them grow grow and, and know God. And that's how, you know, I saw it in my, in my mother. Mm-hmm. I saw the power of God work in her. I've had encounters with the Lord because of that. Yeah. Because of her prayers uh, mm-hmm. that influenced me. And, and I'm thinking, you know, our kids could hear from God. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want them to hear from God. And we've seen cases mm-hmm. where they've, they, they've talked to us. One of the mm-hmm. other thing that we do, we, we don't do a lot of sit-down dinners because mm-hmm. of our schedules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we eat together, you know, upstairs. We have the, the countertop and the, 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 mm-hmm. uh, we have the chairs they can sit in. Mm-hmm. And I like to cook. Sometimes mm-hmm. and and we'll make and we'll feed them. Are you listening, guys? And, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I find that you know, if God gives you a word as a parent, you're, you're in your devotion, yeah. it's just hot off the press. Yeah. It's like just yeah. God just spoke to you. Yeah. And there's no one else around. I want to talk to her, and sometimes it's, she's gone or she's sleeping. <laughs> so it's too early. You know, five in the morning, six in the morning, she's tired. I'm not gonna no, wake her up. Yeah. But the. Um, when I have the chance, the kids see God. This is what the Lord told me today, hmm. or this is what I read the scripture mm-hmm. to share, mm-hmm. and I was so excited about it. And they're yeah. looking at me, <laughs> yeah, Dad. <laughs> but that is so um, great. It, it's it's so fun, and I I see a, uh, how they learn. You know, you you have to share what God God when God speaks to us, and they've had opportunities where I've I've seen this where God work in their life, and that God would speak to them. Mm-hmm. That's oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's inspiring to me to share even more with my mm-hmm. kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is what the Lord has spoken to me. This is what I read. This is what I thought about today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's so helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, um, kind of as we wrap this up, as we come to a close, um, you know, you're, you're a deacon of the church, which is a very big role. It's a big responsibility. And you're a deacon's wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there anything, you know, that you would like to speak directly to the families of the church? Anything that you would like them to know? You know there's a lot of people that may have seen your face, but may not have gotten to speak with you. Um, you know, what would you encourage the families of our church? What would you like to say? Well, you know, I was thinking about just, you know, what we talked about. A lot of things that uh, as a family, you can know God mm-hmm. and you can know his will. And we're constantly discovering that, that what God is mm-hmm. uh, wants to do for us. And uh, uh, I would just encourage you to just, you know, spend time in prayer. You know, we, it seems like it's easy thing to say, but yeah, just, yeah. just do it. Just spend time mm-hmm. uh, as a family. Um, we're not perfect. You know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you stories on the other side of that, you know, <laughs> God, but you know, God just wants to be part of our lives and he wants to mm-hmm. speak to us on a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I've heard this, that, you know, God is always speaking. Uh, it's just it's up to us. Are we hearing or hearing mm-hmm. his voice? Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. I said that we're going to wrap up, but I just I have to ask this because it's very girl specific. Girls can sometimes be drama, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how are your girls mm-hmm. not in drama? Like, how are they? How did you help them to get along with other people and to yeah. just not be drama? I don't know. <laughs> I, again, I think it's just who they hang out with. You know, we we love hosting things here mm-hmm. because then we know where they are, we know sure. what they're doing, we know what they're watching, you know. But I think just um 
talking through being being an open safe space for them to come talk to us mm-hmm. you know they can talk to us about the boy stuff yeah. um they talk to us about my friend is doing this yeah. and i don't think that that's appropriate you know and so not being judgmental but being open to to talk with them um so yeah you know we want that a lot of parents we right? want that but that doesn't happen you know yeah. so how do you yeah. cultivate that how do you create that? i think it's just not overreacting you know yeah. just trying mm-hmm. to okay so you know what did you think about that tell me more mm-hmm. and then just trying to have um a wise response yeah i think uh, part of it is understand how they communicate you know um and how do how do we be better listeners mm-hmm. so you know they're they're different the three are different and mm-hmm. i can tell when so I have an office upstairs and I have a, you know, so there's a couch there if they want to come in. Mm-hmm. And they come in and, and it could be some of my working hours. But <laughs> sometimes I, you know, if I have time, I have to, it could just be five minutes. Mm-hmm. And they just want to talk. Yeah. And 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 I have to, okay, what are they really saying? Yeah. <laughs> what sure. do they really want to tell me? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Th- there are times that. I, we didn't mention this, you know. Um, there was a there was a time when I, um, I I was yelling at one of them because they they were doing something and it just got me upset and yeah. I just yelled at him and I just went you know real loud. I usually have a soft voice, but this whole time I <laughs> I, I yelled at him and you know I went in my I don't know I went in my office in my room and and, and I hear the voice of God inside me says I don't yell at you that way. Mm. Oof. Yeah. And. Uh, that's good. Yeah. And I, I, I said, oh, man. So I, I went back to them. I'm not going to say who it was. And I just <laughs> say, um, you know, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't talk to you like that. And I, you know, I apologized. And I said, uh, really, for, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't do that and yell at you that way. Mm-hmm. And we lose, as parents, you know, you talk, mm-hmm. I'm talking to families out there that, we miss it as parents. We make mistakes, mm-hmm. and and God will help us get back on track. Yeah, you know, He He'll give us if we're listening to Him. He's hey, hey, I don't I don't do that to you, mm-hmm. and so it's part of raising our family mm-hmm. and raising our kids. And uh, there's been a few times where God had to correct me. Yeah, you know, we think we want to correct our kids all the time, but mm-hmm. this time. We have a heavenly Father that corrects us, yeah. and, uh, and and I boy that was a that was a hard one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it was so awesome that God spoke to me and said, "I don't yell at you like yeah. that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, imagine that as a parent, and then like, okay, yeah. I get it. <laughs> the humility to come and apologize to your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've not had to do that a few yeah. times. Me too. <laughs> me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate yeah. you sharing your wisdom. Um, yeah, I want my daughter to be like your daughters. Any three of them. <laughs> if my <laughs> Chloe turned out to be like any three of your daughters. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you. So thank you guys so much for checking this out. We want to pray for your family, uh, for your daughters. Um, we want to pray that the Lord would um, remind you of the things that you've heard today, that you look at the Sosa's example and uh, be inspired by that, that, that you would prioritize uh, Sundays as the Lord's Day, mm-hmm. that you would be able to model your faith for your kids and uh, kind of take these things and make it practical. So let's pray. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with kids, that you've trusted us with our kids. Lord, we want to do a great job. And thank you, Lord, for the wisdom, uh, for the ideas uh, that were given today. Thank you for John, Stephanie. Thank you for um, the blessing that they've been to our church, to the church body. 
Thank you the blessing uh, that they've been to their daughters and that they've they've produced three just wonderful kids that are, are part of our church and our society. Lord, we want that for, for all of our kids. So Lord, please remind us, please speak to us. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, Lord, I pray that our, our children's hearts would be like you, that they would grow up to be like you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, again, thanks so much for checking out this episode of the Confident Parent Podcast. If this was helpful, uh, I want to encourage you to share this with whoever, whether they're part of our church at Oak Creek Assembly of God, soon to be Discovered Church, uh, whether they're part of our church or not, if this has been helpful uh, in helping raise daughters that love the Lord and have a thriving relationship with Him, share this. And uh, again, subscribe, like, send this out to everyone. Uh, We're praying for you and believe that the best is yet to come. All right, hasta luego and goodbye. I hope this interview with John and Stephanie Soso was very helpful to you, that it was encouraging, that it gives you ideas, that it builds your faith and trust that God's got this, that when you do things his way, when you model your faith, you talk about Jesus often, it's going to work out, that God's got your kids, that there's a a trust back and forth, that we trust God and then God, he's trusting us to raise our our, our daughters to love God. So let me pray with you um, and thank you again so much for listening to this. We want your daughters to love Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, thank you so much uh, for the families, for the daughters, uh, the families that are listening. Lord, we we love them and we want them to follow you, to have a thriving relationship with you. We want them to uh, be examples to this world and to this culture of what godly women look like. Father, I pray that um, that as the Sosas have been such great examples to us that we would be like them and even greater in raising our daughters to love you. Lord, I pray that you'd continually remind us of the things that we heard today and that our families would be united and strong. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if this was helpful to you, I want to encourage you to share this with someone. You know, if you know somebody that has daughters in their lives and they need to hear this or this would be helpful to them, please send this on over to them. We want as many people to hear this interview with this story because, man, the Sosas have such great stuff to share. I mean, they have a proven track record uh, with three girls. We're praying for you. We're believing that God's going to do great things in your family. We want your kids to love Jesus, and we're rooting for you. All right, until the next episode, hasta luego, and goodbye.